1: But what we've most importantly got is you. It is Open Slather Monday. Have your say on what's on the table this morning. You know the drill. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. We'll drop everything. You get on air. one one 1170 Make your snap judgments this morning. Give me a snap judgment on anything that tickled your fancy across the weekend. Thanks to Snap Fitness on a mission to help you feel fantastic. Snapfitness.com.au. And we've got a fair bit to feel fantastic about. Now, not everything is always positive in the world of sport, but somehow a defeat can be looked as at a, a, as a, a positive after the Socceroos. There's no question about it. The dream's over. We know that a two-one defeat to Argentina. We know how it all rolled out now. But gee, what a ride and what an input! this team has had into the australian sports psyche over the last week and a half or so in fact over their journey to get to the world cup first of all and then do what they did when they were there and how they did it and you and i have discussed this at length they made a clear a clear play to tap in to what you love about australian sporting teams from qatar they made it loud and clear we're playing for you whether you support football Or not. And the results, well, it didn't go their way on the scoreboard yesterday morning, but take a look at the live sites around Australia. The ratings for SBS's coverage will come in very, very soon. They'll be astronomical. So the big question here, and I want your help on this this morning, what happens next for Australian football? How does Football Australia capitalise on the Socceroos run in Qatar and how they've tapped into you? How do they cash in? How do they double down on this love affair with this team and their performances? Yes, it's a World Cup. Yes, let's put it into perspective here. We all jump on board. But the kind of scenes that we've witnessed across the weekend and throughout this World Cup and the messaging that's come out of this team has been something really unique. Now, as we know, the A League players will be returning home, so they're all scampering out of Qatar now and they'll head off back to their respective clubs, which is a little bit of a bummer about the World Cup. In some ways, it's a positive, in another way, it's a bit of a bummer. The A League season restarts this weekend. Man, if you're Football Australia, you'd be licking your lips. So, what can Football Australia do then to leverage off this World Cup success? Now, think about it. Think about it. If this is an Olympic Games, or a Commonwealth Games, and we get absolutely wrapped up in green and gold, they'd be getting a ticker tape parade. They didn't win the thing, but they did the next best thing, which was push Argentina the whole way and got into the round of 16 when everybody said that they couldn't. A Socceroos All-Star match, wouldn't that be a knockout hit? Think of the things that you could leverage off this World Cup to try and give Football Australia an even bigger leg up in this country. So many of you football fans out there say, okay, this has got to have an effect now on the A-League. But you know what? That'll take time. However, we do have a whole stack of A-League players coming on back here. So let's put them front and centre. The next FIFA window open for business is March. So essentially, that's the next time that we could see all of these superstar players back together, for instance, and back in Australia, if they could coordinate that. But what is the instant hit football in this country can get let me know your thoughts Alex Brosk will join me he'll have his say soon but Graham Arnold did speak about the opportunities for the game in Australia before they went out and took on Argentina I hope that uh, and I do expect that Australians start respecting the A-League for the quality it has I've been a firm believer in the A-League for a long time you know people sit back at home and compare it to the English Premier League because that's really what the, the only other football that we watch in Australia is the English Premier League. But I've been out and about and around Europe and the A-League is as good as most European competitions. There's only one thing the A-League needs to do is play more football. They don't play enough football. And 25 games, 26 isn't enough. 12 teams isn't enough. They need to give kids more opportunity to be professional footballers and uh, play more football And as I said, the quality of the A-League, the boys here have shown, have come from the A-League, that they can match it on the world stage. So is the A-League obviously the key here? Does it go further back than that into grassroots or do you just double down on the top of the tree at the moment, which is the Socceroos? Now, another question around Graham Arnold's future, we can dig into that as well, is now the time to have those discussions. He's officially out of contract, but he's proved also that old-style coaches can still exist. You can bark at your team. You can tell them to get off their phones, stop the social media. And you know what? They loved him. Can old-style coaches still exist? But I want you to put your marketing hat on this morning. Come up with a concept for me. What can Football Australia do to capitalise on the Socceroos' success? Open Slather Monday, 01 1170 is the open line. If you'd like to give me a call or 0457 736, 736 on the text line. Now, this morning at the World Cup, England 3, they are through, defeating Senegal 0. Is this long drought finally coming to an end for England? It was a nervous start for them, but after that, they were clinical.
0: Again, picking up a lot of ball deep. Here goes Phil Foden, skips around one, plays Great across. Bukayo soccer. Saka, flips it in. Bukayo Saka. The two young stars combining Phil Foden, Bukayo Saka, the next generation of English football playing great English football right now.
1: So it sets up a blockbuster. England will play France in the quarterfinals. The French defeated Poland 3-1 this morning. Clinical again. Olivier Giroud scored the opener. He is now France's all-time scorer. His 52nd goal overtaking Thierry Henry.
0: And into the feet of Giroud. Left-footed shot across the face of goal. Goal. Past Chesney and into the nets. France, 1-0 up. And for Olivier Giroud, it is a record-breaking goal. He is now the all-time top goal scorer for Le Bleu.
1: Yeah, he certainly is. And then the man that terrorised Australia early on, Mbappe, he scored two himself at the age of 23. He's now got nine goals in 11 World Cup appearances. Incredible. Out towards
0: Mbappé in some space, 18 yards out, Mbappé! Kylian Mbappé at this World Cup just cannot stop scoring goals. He has another. Dram towards Mbappé! Oh, Kylian Mbappé has just gone and done it again. Unstoppable! Mbappé has five goals at this World Cup and now nine goals at all World Cups, Kylian Mbappé. My goodness.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Good way to put it. My goodness! All right, more to come. You think so? Tomorrow, the round of sixteen continues. Japan v Croatia. That's the early game at two a.m. And then the six a.m. game will be Brazil v South Korea. And then Wednesday, the final games in the round of sixteen. Morocco have Spain, and Portugal will take on Switzerland. One three hundred o one eleven seventy is my open line number. Let me know what you think Football Australia can do. What does the game do in this country to parlay that success and all of that support and the love affair that we've got with the Socceroos at the moment into something even bigger? There's hardly a person that I've spoken to or listened to who doesn't want that kind of success to flow from Qatar into the game across the board here in Australia. Cricket, I'll be catching up with Sockey this morning. Stephen O'Keefe will join me and we'll talk the first test in Perth. Australia, a resounding win, of course, against a resilient but essentially outclassed West Indies. Did you get into this one? And where have the crowds gone here and what can Cricket Australia do about it? So the numbers, Australia wins by 164 runs. Nathan Lyons, six for 128 yesterday. He had it on a string, plus two wickets in the first innings. Manus Labashane, the player of the match, 204 and 104 not out. Becomes just the third Australian. So he joins Greg Chappell and uh, Dougie Walters in scoring doubles and a single century in the same match. An extraordinary performance. But a couple of key questions. The biggest one around Pat Cummins. So an injured quad. Does he play in the second test? He fielded yesterday but didn't bowl a ball in the second innings. He bowled 20 overs, 20.2 in the first innings. And took three wickets but he looked very very timid in the field heavily strapped right leg and you wonder how he's thinking about uh the second test starting this thursday in adelaide let's have a listen to the aussie skipper no i felt felt okay i was more not trying to run as opposed to being restricted to uh to run so yeah felt all right I was kind of even got a bit tighter i was gonna have a bowl yeah pretty happy he managed to to not bowl so Give myself a good chance. Just a small strain. I think they're normally about a one weeker and kind of if you bowl make it worse, it can make it longer, but pretty spend the next few days rehabbing and getting it right and I think it's a pretty good chance. So I'll be good for Adelaide. Definitely, you know, the thought process the last couple of days. You know, don't really want to turn a one-week injury into a you know, three, four-week injury and, and you potentially miss the summer. So yeah, we'll weigh all that up. But as I said, I felt pretty comfortable out there. So yeah, give it a few days. It already feels pretty good. Physio might be less optimistic, but I think I'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure I we'll have running and a bit of bowling to make sure I'm right. It's a tough conversation the physio's going to have, and so to Andrew McDonald as well. Hey, Skipper, we don't think you should play. Uh, Skipper says, I think I shall play. Thank you very much, and I'll be taking uh, the Adelaide Oval on Thursday. I mean, does he play in the second test, and would you risk it? Because that series is now over. We've won the Frank Worrell Trophy. It's only a two-test series against the West Indies. He did look timid as he was trying to chase down a couple of balls out there in the field. And obviously he wants to play. However, what's the point when you've got so much ahead of you? Steve Smith would therefore captain again if Cummins doesn't play. He did most of those duties over the last few days. And did you notice too Davy Warner calling plenty of shots next to Smudge as well? Just give him a leadership position. Because when Steve Smith is captaining the team when Paddy Cummins is off, David is essentially vice-captaining the team. Just give him the leadership position. Nobody, I mean, that's what he's doing out there. So just make it official. That's just a byplay play of uh, what's been happening. I'll get into the crowds in just a sec, but Nick's on the road on the open line, open slather Monday on what Football Australia can do to parlay this success. Nick, go for it. Good morning to you. Yeah, good day, mate. Listen, I'm a cricketer, and I've gone through the system years ago, And it didn't cost that much money to play rep cricket. But the problem with soccer, it just costs too much money for a family of two or three kids who've got any potential. Like you're talking two or three grand a season. It's just too expensive. So kids are dropping off. Yeah, and we've had this discussion quite a bit and on other shows as well. And I heard um, Vossi's show digging pretty deep into this the other week. And, And it's going to be one of those continual... Um, discussion points that keeps coming up with football mate and you're right you hear it time and time again I mean my kids didn't really come through football I've got two girls and I've got one playing cricket at the moment however I do have nephews etc that have come through the game of football and it's been extraordinarily expensive at a, at such an early age the problem with that Nick I reckon is is that an instant hit off the bat you know something like that is going to take a while to filter through the system and change so the Socceroos' success, they could have gone on and won the World Cup. It's not going to make a difference as to how much um, families and youngsters have to pay. So they're looking for the instant hit. So uh, I assume you probably think that that's a bigger bigger problem that's going to take a while. I think you've got to look at the long-term picture, mate. I mean, instant hit. I mean, the reality is um, these kids have got to come through. And it might take yep. two more World Cups, but it's just got to be cheaper, easy. Yep, cheaper. Make it cheaper. Good on you, Nick. Thank you for that. Thanks for being the first caller through this morning. Open Slather Monday, one 1170 Very simple. Just make it cheaper. I'm up for simple solutions. Now, the crowds in Perth. Oh, dear. Okay, let me run you through what happened. And, and I don't take any joy in saying this whatsoever, because like Nick, I, I love my cricket. I'm involved in the game, and I absolutely love the history of the game, and I would have had a ticket to go there. However, not many others did, and we saw this coming. Day one on Wednesday, 10,929. It was hot. It was hot in Perth. It was a Wednesday start. Day two, 8,695 people were there to see Marnus get a double century, Smith get a double century, Travis Head get 99. What more do you want? There's 8,500 people there. Friday, 11,000 people turn up as Australia takes 10 wickets in the day to roll the West Indies, 11,000. Then we get to the weekend, day four, 7,640 were there for day four. Labashane gets another century. David Warner edges close towards a half century. Three West Indian wickets fell. And then yesterday, 3,981 people were there to watch the Australian men's cricket test team take seven wickets to win the match. 3,981. And those figures would be rubbery. Now, that crowd yesterday only just beats day four Australia v. India at the Gabba during COVID restrictions in January last year. There were 3,947 people there that day. COVID restrictions. So a full day's play yesterday, no restrictions, great weather. Australia set to win the match on a Sunday And the crowd is just 34 people more than a COVID-restricted crowd in January last year. The total test crowd for the five days, 42,517 at an average of 8,500 in terms of crowds. That's serious trouble for Cricket Australia. And you wonder when they're going to listen. Coming up, I'll play you Pat Cummins' thoughts on that and also Nick Hockley, what he said on day one on our SEN coverage to Jared Whateley about the crowds that they were or probably weren't expecting. And it'll make your head scratch, especially the CEO of Cricket Australia. It'll make you scratch your head. The, The big question is what happens this week for the second test in Adelaide? It starts on Thursday. So let's line it up. It's a dead rubber. We've already won the Frank Worrell Trophy. There could be no Pat Cummins. Scotty Boland comes in. He might bring some crowds. The average crowd, the Adelaide crowd, rather, for the must-win T20 World Cup match, Australia v. Afghanistan at Adelaide, 18.5. The one-day match against England, 15.5. What's going to happen this week for the second test in Adelaide? And you know what else happened in Adelaide on the weekend? They had the final event of the Supercars Championship this year. The Adelaide 500 returned. They had more than 250,000 people across the four days. 250,000 people went to the Supercars across the four days. 42,000 went to the test in Perth. Now, by the time they get to the second test this Thursday, I'm tipping that most of the sports lovers in Adelaide have spent their money at the Supercars event. They've already shown that they're not up to watch the Australian team in the T20 uh, World Cup and also the ODIs as well. And history shows that at the moment, the Australian sporting crowds don't want to spend their money. What does the Australian men's team or cricket Australia need to do to win back support? What else do they need to do? They just blasted these guys off the park, essentially. They scored double hundreds here and there and everywhere. They scored centuries. Nathan Lyons, a champion, they did not put a foot wrong. So, what more do they need to do to win back the support of the australian public there's a fair bit on our plate this morning one three hundred oh one eleven seventy make your snap judgments on anything involved that we've just spoken about right there and then. So football, cricket, whatever you want to discuss, we are here one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number it 's twenty two and a half minutes after nine.